Hello and welcome to Judge Movie. I'm Ben Flanagan, the movie judge who judges movies based on whether or not they've committed crimes against cinema. And uh, I'm joined as ever by the cinema attorney. Alicia Izumi, hello. Hello. Um, We're going to be doing something slightly different today. Um, There are two plaintiffs in the court. Um, They both take a hulking uh sort of austrian shape they're both about seven foot nine um they're both uh ubermenches mm-hmm. um we're going to be pitting terminator one against terminator two or should i say the terminator against t2 judgment day yeah One will walk free, one will be in movie jail. Yeah, the, uh, the the cells have been a bit empty recently and so we need to clean up these streets. There's a lot of crime going on. Yeah. And we think that perhaps uh, Arnie may be a sort of root cause somewhere. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. I mean, well, you love The Terminator and I love Terminator 2. And uh, we're going to get a little bit fascist, a little bit radical. Mm-hmm. And only one, only one can be free. Yes, uh, I think to judge movies properly, you need a bit of fascism. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's it's the only way to really sort of get the wheat from the chaff. Mm-hmm. Um, and also Terminator 2 is sort of a crime against cinema. And I think um, the case needs to be made as to why that's a really overrated movie. And it's causing the first Terminator, a science fiction masterpiece, to be underlooked. And I'm going to be arguing against that because I think T2 is is rightly lauded, and I want to want to celebrate it, continue celebrating it. Um, yeah, this will be a, a full spoiler discussion. Of course. I mean, people, most people have seen it, but yeah, we're gonna we're getting gonna get in detail. <laughs> get get really in there. Yeah. All spoilers. We're gonna dig into the uh, machinery. Yep. We're gonna go into the Skynet. Yep. Um, these are all references to the Terminator. So if you haven't seen the films, then you wouldn't have actually got that bit. So you, you know, just stop the stop the show. Rent the two movies. Yep. They're really easy to get hold of. Mm-hmm. You should watch uh, the Terminator first. Yes. Because sometimes people have confusion with these franchise movies. So you should watch, watch the Terminator first. The Terminator and then T two Judgment Day, not Terminator Salvation. That's not the film. We're, to- <laughs> we're not talking about that. That doesn't exist. Yeah. Terminator Genesis. I haven't seen that one. Um, they go back to the Terminator yep. and replay scenes from that with a de-aged Arnie. Really? It's terrible. Oh. But we're not going to judge that today. No. Because it doesn't exist. Um, and nor does... If you're listening five years in the future when Terminator, yeah. which is a new one, just Terminator. So that will be the fifth? Sixth? Sixth. Oh, yeah, because of course, Judgment Day. There's, no. What's the last one called? Third one. Number three. This is the third one. Rise of the Machines. Yeah, and then the fourth one, Salvation, Genesis, yeah. and the sixth one. Terminator. So we're not talking about Terminator, we're talking about the Terminator. And T2. And T2, Judgment Day, to a lesser extent. Uh, where did the inspiration for this episode come from? Um, we had a bit of a debate about Incredibles 2 recently, didn't mm-hmm. we? Um Obviously, that's a that's an American classic, uh, one of the best films of the year. Um, 
and Brad Bird in an interview was asked why it was Incredibles 2 and not The Incredibles 2 and he said well The Terminator Terminator 2 so I don't know I guess I just got us thinking about Terminator again mm-hmm. um, who knows it's a, it's a time travel thing it's just it's, it's always there it's, it's, yeah. it's out there you're going to drop the the it's, uh, it's cleaner right is that what you said it's cleaner uh, no, that's what Justin Timberlake says in the Social Network. Of course, yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the definitive article and the, the definitive Terminator film. Okay. The Terminator. Yeah. So it's James Cameron's 1984 movie, uh, where in the future, machines have taken over, and humanity is in its last legs, and uh, the savior of mankind sends back his buddy to stop a machine Terminator, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, from killing his mother, stopping him from being born. Yeah. Stopping him from being the saviour of mankind. Uh, Linda Hamilton plays Sarah Connor um, in probably her most iconic, definitely her most iconic... I'd say T2 is a lot more iconic. Whew! For Linda Um, Hamilton. As you said, it's more popular, so... It's going to be the more iconic Not, role. Yeah, but her hair is definitely less iconic in the second one. She's got amazing 80s hair. Sure, okay. Um, so uh, it's a really stripped back, dark sort of LA movie. Um, it kind of reminds you of films like Walter Hill's The Driver or Sam Peckinpah's The Getaway in a way. It's it's like really uh, got sort of neo-noir tones to it. Uh, Arnie is in the sort of Halloween Michael Myers mould as this kind of non-stop, unstoppable ubermensch. He's like this like Nietzschean ideal. He's just going to keep coming and keep coming. Like Michael Myers, he's like huge. There's something about his like Austrian accent that feels like German and feels kind of Nazi-ish. He just sort of dispatches people ruthlessly. It's really horrible full-on movie um and i think the way that the the series has been watered down in like future installments has takes away from the fact that this is really violent and really indiscriminate with the killing and you, but you actually feel the impact of every death that comes and it, and so it really it's a three-hander um as michael bean mcbean and linda hamilton try and escape uh from this dude mm-hmm. um it's got the one classic line, Arnie's most classic line, I'll be back, he mm-hmm. says in this in his German accent, which is very menacing. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's brilliantly done. There's this sort of surrealist touches with with the um, mechanics on the arm. It's, it's like stop-motion animation for that, or his face, which keeps decomposing. It almost reminds you of, like, Bunuel. Um There's a lot of, like, filmic stuff going on in it, but it's not overtaken by references it's it's Cameron's using it to like drive his story forward and he uses the city landscape as a real it looks like the future all these sort of blue lights it kind of it's the same kind of thing that Michael Mann does in Collateral which we mentioned in the in the Tom Cruise episode um it's just a it's a really really great um movie and um unfortunately the sequel doesn't do it any, any justice at all oh man doesn't do it justice that's unfair I think Term- the Terminator is is a great film. It's a really great horror film. It's a great um, early film from James Cameron. Um, it's a great sort of game changing film in terms of genre cinema. But you know, The Terminator is like a good 
horror film, but Terminator 2 is, an, is a great action film. It's got so many moving parts. It's got so many great things going for it. Um, it's got this kind of like landmark use of CGI and it it does something, I feel like it does a really lot of really clever things with the CGI. You know, it's limited to the kinds of CGI it can use. So they use it to for a metallic character rather than trying to go for textures it can't quite achieve, like maybe human skin or something. They go for this metallic creature and it's fascinating and beautiful and terrifying because um, he's so malleable and menacing. Um, it's really interesting, I think, as a as a sequel to the first film because it sort of builds on the traumas of the first one and really explores that and it takes the Sarah Connor character to such extremes. Like, she's she's been taken so far, she's changed so much and she's almost kind of ugly in the way, like, her ho- the horror, like, rules her life and she's just so terrified and so determined and it's really fascinating and she's a really great action heroine. Um, they've kind of shifted the focus from the... So in the first one, the core relationship is between... Um, Sarah Connor and the and Carl Reese, Michael Bean character, but this time it's sort of shifted to um, Arnie and Ed, young Edward Furlong, and I think I find that relationship quite endearing and quite moving, and it's quite sweet. Um, and yeah, no, so this film has is is probably the best example of my favourite trope, which is uh, where two characters fight and then later they join forces, even though they kind of have this antagonist <laughs> relationship, to defeat an even bigger foe. So this does this across two movies. You spend the whole of the Terminator terrified of, of Arnie, and but then him and Sarah Connor and and John Connor join forces to fight against the T one thousand, and I think that's beautiful. I love that trope. Um, okay, so where to where to start? Like, because there's there's just so much in Terminator two to unpack. I think in a way that makes it like a really complicated film, but. Like not a very successful one. Um, I guess we'll, we could start with the uh, the technology, the the special effects, because mm-hmm. I guess that's where you started. And um, you're right. This is maybe the most significant movie in terms of CGI that has ever been made. Mm-hmm. Like this started the entire like modern period of of blockbuster filmmaking, right? Um, and yeah, it's incredible. Even today, the way that the the CGI is, like is used with the T one thousand is like it's like cinematic poetry. The liquid, the mm-hmm. checkboard floor in the hospital, oh, really? um, yeah, all of the transitions and that, that kind of like uncanny valley like stuff looks great, and it and it really works to like amp up the fear. But none of because because of that, the film around it just doesn't work at all. Like, it's just, as you're saying, like, her teaming up with Arnie is actually, it it, it kind of, like, does a disservice to what the story's about. This is, a, this is a franchise about how machines are evil and we need to, like, not let machines overtake our lives. Yet, Arnie's your best friend, your friend the robot, you know, like... Is that the, really a theme in the first one? I, feel, I don't feel like it's anti-technology. But it's like, you have to run away from the cold unfeeling modernist modernism of 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 technology right Mm -hmm. like there's an advert at the moment for an audi car that talks to children yeah like and this is a movie about a car that talks to people like that is best friends with a little boy 
it's it's like a kids film it's a, it's arnie transitioning from being like a really interesting action star uh in the in his early part of his film with of his career with with Conan, um, not a good film, but he's kind of interested in it. And being in interesting films like that, or or Terminator, or Predator, to being basically a family friendly star. That I mean, this this is Kindergarten Cop Part One. He's full of wisecracks. Which why why on earth would a was, is is this machine like saying all this stuff? Like, why is he cuddling cute? What, like, well, okay, this, so is, this is supposed to be like a really mean, hardcore, like, movie, and it, and it's just totally. James Cameron just sells it out. Um. So within the film logic, I think they do try to justify the fact that he's saying these things, but they like implant a chip in him or something that is like a learning device. And the person who's teaching him is this, you know, bratty little kid who's going to teach him these lame catchphrases and these concepts. And so I feel like in in universe, it kind of works. <laughs> it, it, and then outside of that, and as a production choice, I mean, you they want a sequel. They're going to do a sequel and they have to do that in a compelling way. And you can't, ju- you know, they've made the smart decision not to just have Arnie just be the villain again. They've, they've changed that dynamic and I think that works for it because I think it's more interesting to, to have that dynamic shift because if you just have the t- Terminator chasing him again it's uh, it's not strong enough people love that character people love but there him. was no so actual shifting that dynamic and then bringing the T-1000 as a greater threat you've got that comparison between what makes Arnie Arnie and um, with this other action presence I think it it works for it I think if if Cameron built up to it better then maybe that would be like an interesting point but like you know before the film was announced people already knew that Arnie was only going to do it if he was a good guy this time uh, the trailer insane? the trailer like gave away the twist with the, the, the bit in the corridor um, so people knew going in that that's what it was going to be but even I was trying to look at the film and sort of ignore that and look at how the two characters are introduced you know from the first minute that Arnie is a good guy there's no actual suspense there's no feeling of he's actually coming after you. It's it's all this. It's just kind of like going through the motions. And I yeah, I kind of agree that it's nice to like in a sequel to swap the character roles around a bit. Incredibles two does that really well um, with with Bob and Helen uh, swapping their roles. So, but um, but it just doesn't 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 pay off here at all. Um, yeah, well, it, does it, it might it might work within the. It might work within the story space, but it's still like, you know, you've got this really gritty cult film and you're just going to kind of make it like kid friendly. I just don't. Mm. And it's and it's like aside from the actions, I I, I do agree that action scenes are, are amazing, um, at least the early ones. I find when it gets to the factory at the end, it's like it's definitely there's not as much tension as there is in the first one when Arnie's chasing them through that factory in the final moments of that. It's um, I don't know. I've lost my lost my train. Uh, do you say it's kid friendly because there's a kid in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like, Guns N' Roses soundtrack and stuff. <laughs> it's very like sanitized. I mean, it's still pretty violent. It is, but it's not. It there's just no sustained like threat. Okay. Um, well, I feel like it, it's it's kind of changing genres a little bit, shifting gears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think that, like, 
even in even the successes of the film are like for the lessons that other filmmakers didn't learn and like what the sort of mega bucks kind of outlook of it because it all everything in it seems to be like designed for making money and so and i, and I just think that that has like really like poisoned the film industry okay. like i i do like james cameron's films after that but i feel like this is really the one that like causes stuff like jurassic park to happen I, i'm not a jurassic park fan or like anything all the way to like stuff now with the marvel films and stuff it's all like what is designed to, that will work for audiences okay i think that that may be terminated to his legacy it's not its fault and also i would probably go further back to the the original star wars films and the their first two sequels to really where that started and that's you know the the rise of the blockbuster yeah um but I guess I guess why it stings more with Terminator is that well, I, f- firstly because it's a CGI movie, so it's that specific p- thing of like moving away from like you know sort of skill and craft in that respect. Not that there isn't skill and craft in CGI. Sounds a bit like a luddite over here. I feel like yeah, we're living in that age now in a post sort of yeah CGI world, and people respect that craft. Yeah, like, but it's just a kind of like focus on that above anything else to where like filmmaking doesn't matter anymore and in the first Terminator film the the like balance between technique and style and and effects is just like so perfectly pitched yeah I'm interested in uh, the T-1000 played by Robert Patrick yep um, is in a police uniform throughout the movie mm-hmm. and so it's like early 90s um, set in LA, and that's obviously the time of like, the LA riots. Yep. James Cameron wrote Strange Days, Catherine Bigelow film. Yeah, it's also a film about police violence, police brutality. I just wondered if you had any thoughts about that. Clearly, just put you on the <laughs> like. Um, well, what are your thoughts about that? Um, I feel like he's making a point there, in a way like that's interesting. He like shifts that kind of as I was saying about the sort of German Nazi reference of the first movie, shifting that same like oncoming unstoppable doom to being a cop. Mm-hmm. There's something interesting there. Definitely. I think it's interesting with Terminator 2. So in the Terminator, Arnie's kind of got this accidental leather motorbike gang persona. Because that's who he runs into and that's whose costume he adopts. And then in the second one, he's got this kind of costume as well. And then you've got John Connor, who has been shuttled from foster home to foster home. He's kind of like this rebellious kid who steals things. His mum, you know, she's placed into sanitariums. Neither of them are trusted. They're both kind of fringe characters. Um, and then, yeah, you're right. There's the Robert Patrick dressed as a cop. So I guess that's an interesting kind of thing they're pushing. Mm. Fringe versus authority. And I, what can you do when you can't trust authority? Scary. And it's, and it's there in the first one as well with like uh, with McBean being sort of dressed like a homeless guy. Does he get the clothes off a homeless chap? I think and he he's, does, yeah. And he's like walking around kind of like Travis Bickle or something. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of in the start. He's like just finding his way through this urban landscape, watching people, watching Sarah Connor stalking her. 
yeah, it reminded me of Taxi Driver. Um, That's interesting. I feel like um, Terminator 2 came out before the LA riots. It did. It was 91, and then there's LA riots 92. Okay. I think there'd already been tension, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that was, like, a, a, the crisis point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if what's changed in me that I used to really like Terminator 2. And it was just this time I was like, I just really yeah, took against it. T2 nah. is very loved. They're both loved, but T2 is very like affectionately loved. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's a fair, that's fair at all, that, that it has so much higher status. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're both loved. Mm-hmm. But Terminator 1 is like, on it's on the same like level as like RoboCop or something, right? It's like really a masterpiece of science fiction, and there's nothing in Terminator Two that's it's like a, it is an action film. Um, but I think T One or the Terminator, sorry, it like straddles so many different genres at once that it just makes it more adaptable, mm-hmm. just more complex, just yeah, simpler but but at the same time and it's. Um, Terminator 2's interest in a way is like stuff that surrounds it like the technology and how that pushed or like how it was received and, and that, that's that's interesting rather than much that's in the film itself because the because so much of it is really sanitised I think point is I'm I'm sending Terminator 2 to jail whether you like it or not so that's that's Judge Movie is is the judge I don't know I've got to disagree with you there think you're not giving Terminator 2 a chance. Well, it's had a chance. It's had it stay in court. So, say bye. I think you're yeah. not you're, you're not sort of taking into consideration the audience. You know, it means so much to so many people and it has made such an impact. You know, we can't not have it in the we can't have it out there. You can't you can't stop people from watching it. They need to need to be able to see it. No, no, we're going to stop CGI. We're going to stop that movie. People's ex- past experiences don't matter. All that matters is what was the better film, and the better film is The Terminator. So, goodbye, T2. It's your judgment day now. So, no, that's pretty You've extreme. Judged. It's pretty, pretty extreme. Um, it just We just need to make sure no one can see it again, <laughs> I think. I, I think that's know. better for everyone. I don't think you're a very fair judge. Some of your sentences, you know, I've been thinking about this for a while. Your sentences are pretty extreme, and this one is 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 way way too far, way too over the line. No, no, no. I mean, yeah. and, you know, to be honest, the format doesn't even make sense. You came into the courtroom with your mind made up. You're a pro T. You're pro the first film and anti yeah. T two. Yeah, the first film was better, so I had to judge the second film. Okay. Um. Well, look. Next week we'll talk about Winnie the Pooh. Christopher Robin, we'll see how that does, and then, and then, and then, um, that will be judged as well, one way or the other. I think it'll be prejudged by you, not uh, by a track record. I have an open mind. My mind is open. My judgment is to be judged. You know. I don't know. Well, after that miscarriage of justice, you know, you can can get in touch with your thoughts on that that, that extreme terrible judgment. A judge movie pod. Yep, on Twitter and Instagram and WordPress. And uh, we do have an email address as well. It's judgemoviepodcast at gmail.com. But don't be, like, disagreeing, really. There is no disagreement. 
Yeah. I guess it depends who has control of the email account that day, you know. Mm-hmm. If it's Judge Movie, there's no space for discussion. Yeah, they'll, they'll be straight in that, that bin. <laughs> um, so yeah, next week, as well as Christopher Robin, we're going to be talking about uh, rating systems and how effective they are. Um, we're going to use Christopher Robin as an example to explore the effectiveness of like a five-star rating system, a fresh or rotten approval rating, numbers, half-star ratings judgment yeah how effective are they really can you quantify a movie can you judge a movie how do you judge movies find out on judge movie <laughs>